And that's just like the most trivial example of it's of the tiniest business I can think of. And the complication multiplies with more people. Exactly. And more processes. And and then you have to contend with human nature. So now it's like, cool, you want to hire someone. Okay, they have a child and, and they have to get to work at this time and drop their kid off. That t- it's like the fact that we get anything done is quite frankly miraculous. Hey, I'm Jamie. Welcome back to another episode of the Jamie and You Show, where I shine light on the amazing things people are doing and through conversation uh, uncover unique insights uh, so that you can um, get inspired, uh, but perhaps also enable you to then go on and pursue your greatest ideas. Feel free to pause the conversation uh, while you're watching or listening and write down your favorite quotes, your favorite insights, and share them with us. So if you're watching, drop them into the comments below and we can continue the conversation there. Or if you're listening, uh, you can tweet me at Jamie and you. And if you're watching and you feel like tweeting me, do it as well. Uh, Today we have my friend Greg Bucker on the show. Welcome, Greg. Thank you so much, Jamie. It's a real honor to be here. Yeah, It's great to have you. Greg, how do you go from being a kid watching TV, seeing cartoons on the TV and wanting to draw them Mm -hmm. to now being a freelance animator working for international clients. Sure. Well, when you, uh, when you put it like that, it sounds so nice. You know, it sounds, it sounds like I knew what I wanted to do all along. sounds like I'm working a very sort of glamorous in a very glamorous area with international clients, the way you frame it. Um, But the reality actually is it's a lot, dirtier than that uh a lot less glamorous than it sounds and the reason is that um yeah it's um it's been a very the journey the journey to where i am now is yeah it's it's been unpredictable i've experienced a great deal of self-doubt um confusion anxiety pitfalls ups and downs i mean you name it it's like i've experienced it all in getting to this place um and and while the clients I'm working with are international, um, there's still the ceiling that I've re- th- I still there's so many ceilings that I want to break through still. So there's a long way to go, and I feel like even though it feels if it, even though it feels like I've been journeying for so long, in some sense it feels like I'm just at the beginning. That's yeah. amazing. So even even though that from that beginning point to now could yeah. be seen as a complete journey. You still feel like it's just a step yeah. on the way to Man, I'm just, a much yeah, bigger I feel journey. like I'm just taking the first steps now. To be right. Um, so how about how yeah. about you take us back to um, those first steps, uh, where we can see how you maybe started to develop those um, mm. interests, and then maybe how how that journey ended up playing out, where uh, maybe you became interested in other things along the way, right. how those other things maybe influenced you um, and changed you. And then that comes to, then that maybe will bring us to that point where we're at now. And then um, maybe there are some ideas that you're having for, uh, having for the future as well. Um, maybe yeah. you tell us a bit about your project Scrambled Greg, uh, which is quite exciting as well. So you've got a lot yeah. on the go, but um, yeah, let's hear about your, your, your bit of your career trajectory. I, cause, yeah. Because I think it's a very interesting story, man. So, so shall we, so do you want to... S- start at the big you want me to start at the beginning kind yeah, of yeah i'd unpack. love to hear that yeah 
And I think I yeah. think through that uh, through that unpacking of that story, there will be um, some really interesting things along the way. Uh, you know, when you and I have chatted before about how those different aspects have influenced you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for me, it, it's quite. I find it really exciting how you ended yeah. up where you are now. Yeah. Uh, like it is exciting. Yeah. And yeah, like as you say, like it sounds it sounds like it was a clear. If you look back on it, and you just hear those two snapshots, it sounds like an obvious thing that would yeah. happen. But yeah. but I like how it pieces together along the way. Yeah, and no, I think there are insights along that way. Yeah, you know, it's been the most rewarding experience in in terms of like living living life in terms of living the life lesson, um, living living the 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 teachings of the of the world of of the universe, so to speak. Um, and rolling with those and yeah, and learning to and learning to adapt and learning to roll with those lessons um without letting them you know define you or learn letting them bring you down but actually yeah it's been it's been a it's been a it's been a process of learning to sort of take in the lesson um understand what you did wrong understand what you did right um, take responsibility for yourself and then move forward, you know, more effectively. And, um, yeah, sorry, I feel like I'm speaking very vaguely at the moment. Maybe we should, I feel like we need to pin this story down with, with the, with the beginning. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah. I think it's important to, um, frame, um, frame the way you think. I think this is like an interesting insight into the way you approach things, uh, which is yeah. cool. It gives context. I think you are someone who likes to, uh, see life as a bit of a journey. And, yeah. you know, be the person who's, uh, you know, you're not um, passively going through life. I feel like yeah. you do take responsibility and you think a lot about what you're yeah. up to at every point and you you, th you reflect on things. So I think yeah. that's important context to give even before um, before jumping into any other thing about um, what you've been up to. Yeah, man. I mean, I think if I if I had to sort of unpa sort of unpack it, I would say it's like the w I, I try to I try to. I try to experience life and I say try to experience life because I think it does take a certain level of intention to experience life in particular ways. Um, it does I, like I, I make an effort to experience life in a very rich and sort of textured way in a sort of dynamic and multi-layered way, multi-dimensional way. Um, and I do that by, I think, you know, I read a lot about history. I'm very interested in philosophy and psychology and I'm um, fortunate enough to have had a, a mom who also like validated the emotional realm so you know and I, but i've also got a very like tradition tr quite a traditional dad in some sense so he's i think validated a lot of the sort of the physical realm in terms of exercise and being um, healthy and, and and moving with your body and and so yeah i don't know it's like i've been able to kind of um experience yeah different layers of life different layers of the human experience and um, I think what I what I strive to do is to kind of is to carry each one um, and, ba and ba in a balanced way. Um, yeah, the ba the balance. Yeah. Are you saying the balance of masculinity and femininity? Am I what, simplifying it too much? Yeah, I, I just what I what I mean is just you know so being able to hold uh, uh, an awareness and understanding of emo your emotion, your emotional intelligence, or your your emotional well being and. And then also being able to hold like the the way that you respond physically to the world and how that makes you feel when you you know move and when you exercise and when you um, are engaged in play or 
um, you know, being able to hold that, being able to hold the emotional realm, being able to, or sort of be in the emotional realm, being able to, um, being able to be, uh, being able to hold as well the, the, like the, the, the realm of re like the research and, and reading and study, um, and also think for yourself. It's like, yeah, I, there's so many different things I think that I'm trying to hold all at once. Yeah. There's and a lot there, man. There's, yeah, I love yeah. that. That's like, there's the emotional intelligence, there's the intellectual, there's the, the yeah. physical. Uh, yeah. yeah there's the, a, and, there's and then there's the like individual. The, yeah. And then the, yeah, there's uh, the, the individual as well. There's also like the, the spirit, the spiritual realm, you know? So, right. um, I've recently started getting a lot more into, um, into religion and, and into, yeah, I'm re doing a lot more, more research into the Bible and, uh, I, because I come from, you know, like an atheist, background these last few years that's been a really interesting transition so yeah man there's i hope i'm making sense it's, uh, i guess i'm just trying to i'm trying to answer your question and like like sort of the broader context of mm. how i view the world i suppose um yeah they are i mean when you setting your when you setting yourself into that position where you are looking at things from all those different aspects and trying to hold them in a balance i think i think that sums up the way you approach things pretty well Mm. Tr uh, yeah trying and also um, being open-minded uh, to adding new elements into that mix like you said yeah. the spirituality thing yeah you kind of have this understanding that adding things into the mix adding different perspectives in mm. provides you with different lenses and yeah. different and i think i mean not just not just about being effective or productive but mm. actually leading a meaningful life as well and yeah so that's what it so that's yeah. what it comes down to for me is um is meaning so i'm not really interested in pursuing happiness i mean like last night i was very happy i went out with some friends and i was very happy and whatever but um you know that's not what i'm pursuing in my life like i i think that there's a i've always take i've always felt i've always i've always felt like a bit of an outsider in some sense because i've taken i've always taken life very seriously and I don't mean that I've taken myself seriously. I think that's a different thing. You know, you say, hear some people say, oh, he takes himself way too seriously. Uh, that's more like an ego problem, you know? I'm talking about like taking life itself seriously, not treating it like a trivial experience, but like the most fundamental, most, the, 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 the most important thing you could possibly. I mean, and anything, it's, it's, it sounds strange to phrase it like that because I don't know how it, you could perceive it as anything else. But I do, th I do, th I've talked to some people and it feels like they take their experience for granted. Like they're, well, that's what I was going to say. You it's, it's, you're either taking it, well, you're either taking it seriously like you are yeah. or you're not even really thinking about it. Yeah. And so maybe it's that. And I think something which I, we talked about the other night, which was, which is, I, which I find such a powerful idea is, you know, okay, cool. You don't have to take life seriously. And you can, you know, you can kind of move through life sort of blissfully and, and, and very luxuriously sort of taking advantage of all the um, incredible benefits that we experience in modern society. But you, you rely on other people taking life seriously. Interesting. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that should be, a, that's a sobering idea. You know, like if I, you I remember us talking yeah. about that. I mean, please, yeah, please elaborate on that um, for the people watching or listening, because it's quite a it's quite a powerful idea that uh, the only the only way the, the actually the only way you would ever be able to or allowed to or afforded the opportunity to not have to engage and think about 
yeah. your life um, and the struggles and stuff like that. Yeah. The only way that could actually happen yeah. is if other people were holding that for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I, I we were speaking about it more in a spiritual sense. So I was talking about, yeah. we were talking about God and I was saying how, um, just as an idea, I still need to think about it and develop the idea. But an, one idea is that you don't believe in God. It's it's because you don't have to. It's because you re- you've you've re- you rely on other people having believed in Him before you. Um, so the same thing goes for taking life seriously. You know, um, maybe you don't take life seriously, but the only reason you can do that is because other people have done it before you, and have worked really hard and kind of sometimes you know work to themselves to death trying to make a better world. And so I think so. Uh, like a, str- a streak through everything, all the different sort of wa- realms or sort of um, areas of life that I ho- want to hold in a balanced way. A common thread running through all of them is a, a sort of deep, deep respect, ve- almost on a spiritual level for meaning, for, um, and for, 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 for the, for the depth of the human experience. Um, and, a desire, I think, to pay my resp- to to live in such a way that I kind of honor the those who came before me, and then and then do my part to prepare the road for those who come after. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean it. It, it reminds it, me of the yeah. that phrase that often comes up with us. Uh, this is what the wars were fought for. Yeah, it's yeah. about looking back and yeah, just appreciating and respecting. Uh, the work and the sacrifice that's come before yeah, and not taking it for granted. Yeah. And then I like what you said about then also looking to the future yeah, and saying, yeah, maybe also thinking about how can, how can I take, uh, take it more seriously, how I'm contributing to that future. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, what it comes down to is, is really, you know, g- being quite serious about the way that you regard yourself and the way that you regard other people. Um, you know, we live in a, we live in a, this bizarre, unprecedented culture where it's dominated by media, it's dominated by advertising, it's dominated by really strange news, it's dominated by strange celebrities. Um, the the values of the of mainstream culture are, are not are kind of um, are ironically not even in line with I think what makes a productive society. You know, we don't, for example, we don't celebrate. Um, we don't celebrate like men becoming fathers. It's not like something that you see openly encouraged in the culture. Or, um, it feels like, you know, drinking and partying is encouraged and being young and living y- your best life and following your bliss, that's encouraged. Um, and yeah, so in that, in that environment, it's easy to... And also if you don't read, like if you don't read and you're not in touch with history and you're just gobbling up all this like nonsense and you're just a consumer and you i mean i'm really painting a bleak picture here but there are a lot of people like this they're kind of like zombies they're just consumer zombies um like they lose touch with this deep i don't know this this deep relationship with consciousness with 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 people with history with the i don't know yeah i think like i'm 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 totally i'm so fascinated i'm endlessly fascinated by this idea that, you know, we all experience like a different quality of life, like almost like a different texture, you know, like I've said to you, like, can you feel it? Like the texture of life, you know? Um, 
And I think that there's a quality of life that our ancestors experienced that was markedly different, you know, that was almost like the, you know, the difference between say like, um, I don't know, like silk and grass, that kind of difference in quality, you know? Um, and I like, I think what, 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 in, what motivates me is a constant is like a desire in this modern world to try even if I get a glimpse of it to try and 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 rediscover what that more what that a more meaningful or richer texture might have felt like what's driving you to do that have you have you experienced that kind of texture before that different kind of texture and now you're in pursuit of feeling it more when I when I yeah. think about what you've just yeah. said it reminds me about uh, you know, times when you with friends, relaxing, uh, yeah. no technology, uh, you know, it's very quiet. Right. And you go into this different zone. And, uh, you know, yeah. we've experienced it the other night we were hanging out um, at your place and mm. it was just quiet and, and it reminded us of, I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, you if other people can relate, if they think about sitting around a campfire with a group of friends, yeah. you know, when you camp, the camping is often that feeling, that texture and quality of life in that moment is so so different yeah. to the day-to-day -day city life as an example yeah and uh it's it's weird it's it's hard to i think texture is a good way to put it yeah that's really hard to explain um and i yeah i think the i think there's value in pursuing that different kind of texture that's um, different to the the texture that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis as you know um typical like uh, people fitting into a city life mm. uh, but for you what drives you to go seek that out oh man i mean that's yeah that's a question that like you know i think about a lot um um i think that there's no i don't have a concrete answer um i i think that we are all we're all driven by a combination of personality circumstance um with a dash of of individual you know will um sort of agency and we're driven by the values of our parents and i'm i don't know i don't know what recipe resulted in i don't exact i don't really understand the recipe that resulted in this interest of mine in um the the this interest in in the, sort of the more fundamental aspects of the human experience or um yeah an interest in, in trying to rediscover that sort of more ancient t textual quality um mm. what I, it, yeah, yeah i think it, i think at the, i think at the core of it and, and this links back and the, we'll come back to this w w in the creative journey but at, at the core man it is is just this profound sense of curiosity um and and i think i often like i i often I'm I'm not saddened, but I'm I can't I've I've been over the years ever since I've been a, a kid ever since I was a kid I've felt quite self conscious about that curiosity, like I felt self conscious about how wide eyed I sometimes feel about the world. I mean things. I mean I just could go on and on and on about all the things that amaze me, um, and I'm just so, so often surprised at how sort of. Um, nonchalant a lot of people are about things and again there's no there's no judgment it's i'm just talking about like you you've asked me about me so i'm yeah. i'm outlining you know how 
how I see the world and, and why like I'm pursuing this meaning and this t that texture. And yeah, I think, I think it's rooted in just a really deep sense of curiosity and it's, and, and also a sense I think I think I think I'm I'm like blessed with a certain level of self-awareness that that that, that, that and I mean you have it too that's why we get on so well and I think it, what it allows us to do and what it, what I know, what I know for a fact it's allowed me to do is kind of step outside of the the human the human the way of looking at the world through the, you know as a, as a human being the human perspective and kind of look from afar as if you know i was like a david attenborough watching human beings in the in the wild um and i mean i i have my i remember i must have been about 12 or something when i first had my real experience of like, like almost like an outer body experience of of disassociation and suddenly suddenly or for just a glimpse for a moment experiencing life as this weird contained thing that was just sort of happening on a little ball in space and it was just a moment and it's happened a number of times throughout my life but i remember the first time yeah we were talking about the my parents were talking about the news in the car and i just it just occurred to me in a, that moment that it was all kind of created by us and it was all it was just this product of the human imagination and and we, we talked all this stuff into existence and it just, I don't know, it just, it may, it, it's fascinating. It's just endlessly fascinating to me. And I don't know how people are so nonchalant about pretty much everything. Like I'm, I could talk about anything pretty much forever. I just think everything's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I like that curiosity that you having with what we've, what we've created, the, the fabric that we've put over the yeah. world in a sense. Like there are some things that we could be curious about that are maybe uh, that exist whether we're here or not. Yeah. But then all, there are a lot of little things, like you said, the current times when we, you know, maybe very consumer, uh, consumer focused stuff like that. Right. Uh, that's, that's a creation that's come about. That's the way we live. I mean, other cultures live differently. Yeah. So why, um, when there's something like that, when things can be different just based on how we've gone through the world and explored and ended mm. up at this place uh, in this culture uh, why would you not be curious about why we ended up here and not in another place and why did other cultures end up at another place like there's so much i think there's tons of uh, interesting stuff going on there yeah because the reason that's interesting is because like if if we got here through a series of events yeah um is it is are we in the right place like is the way we're living the right way yeah. Uh, what are the different textures that we could be living? Yeah. Uh, and like, and how can we as individuals uh, do things differently and not just take, uh, take what's, what we see around us as the way to do things. Yeah. Take some responsibility, say how, how else could I be doing this? And then, and then experimenting rather yeah. than just accepting that how everyone yeah. else is doing things is, is the way. Yeah, man. I, th I think, I think it, at, yeah. What, Like what comes to mind is is just yeah, the other the absurdity of, of consumerism and how that's I think like dulled a lot of people's senses and 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 tricked people into yeah accepting ideas and ways of being that are perfectly perfectly um malle they're, they're malleable they're not fixed and they're not concrete we can we can bend and shape them still you know 
Um, and, and that's why I think it's so important to think very seriously about how you live in, how you live your life and, and, and to be creative as well in the way that you think about your life. Um, because if you live your life as a consumer, you take on this very dull role in society where, like I was, I was, I was thinking about it the other day, you know, I, I think a lot of people have, are losing touch with what freedom means. Um, I think a lot of people think that freedom, because they can go to Clifton Beach and they can buy, go to the wall and they can go to Woolies, they're free. But that's not freedom. I mean, you could you could make a case that that's almost just, that's almost, there's a case to be made, I think, for that almost just being like the most luxurious form of slavery, you know? Like, I think what real freedom is, is, is being able to, being able to do and say anything you like without harming other people, physically harming other people or inciting violence, you know? Um, and so, and so if that's the case and f if everything that we experience now was created by people who wanted more freedom, it's like, maybe that's a clue as to what we should be doing with our time is trying to use freedom as the motive or sort of the driving force. And that's, I think why we're podcasting because it's like, cool, how could, what are we not how are we not taking advantage of our freedom okay well we're not talking we're not sharing our conversations why aren't we doing that we're like we're not researching we're not studying we're not contributing to the archive of information like why aren't we doing that why wh why are we just watching netflix and why are we just shopping and why why do, why why do we only think that academics can say things of relevance it's like every single person nowadays has the capability to you know take out their phone and read a read something make a video about how they, what they think about what they've read, um, add something new, criticize something. It's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, the, the, the most amazing thing about being alive today is everyone has the capacity to be a researcher, to be an academic, to be uh, a, cr a creative, to be someone that m contributes. Um, and that's why yeah. you started the Scrambled Greg project. Yeah. And I really yeah. yeah, I really like how you haven't just talked about this stuff and thought about it. You're actually going ahead and doing it and, yeah. and doing what you, you think should be being done by other people, which yeah. is th exactly this contributing yeah. to and opinion, to thought that's yeah. happening out there. And like look, even as I'm speaking now, I mean I went out I went out last night and I didn't get much sleep and like I'm a little bit self conscious about the way I'm speaking now and I hope I'm making sense to you. you yeah. just, just interrupt me if I'm not making sense. But you're making sense, Greg. Okay, cool. Um, but the point the point that I'm trying to make is I think that's that's the point. It, you don't ha you don't have to make sense all the time. You know, I think the there's this wonderful um, there was this. Do you want me to tell you you're not making sense? <laughs> <laughs> Would that make you feel better? No, you, Greg. Or you I'm I'm really enjoying this conversation. Okay, yeah. sweet dude. Um, so there's a wonderful quote by a guy called Marshall McLuhan, who's a Canadian, um, Canadian. I think he was a, a media professor. Um, yeah. And he, one of his quotes, famous quotes is, the medium is the message. Hmm. And it, 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 it made such an impact on me when I came across that quote, because it's so true, you know. For example, often it's not what people say, it's how they say it. It's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's what we do. That's what we're communicating with the podcast. That's what I communicate with Scramble Greg is um, it's not even about what I'm saying. It's not about, it's not about the content of uh, what we're discussing. It's about the fact that we're just having a conversation. 
It's about the fact, it's about how we're talking. You know, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, I'm respecting you, you're respecting me. It's like that almost says more than what, than what we're saying. Um, and yeah, I, I like, yeah. I like those, that idea that there are those other layers just by virtue of the fact that this thing's happening. Yeah. Uh, like I like to think about um, how like t- people taking public transport together isn't it, the, the, the fact that people are traveling from one point to the next point mm. is uh, what's happening. But in between that, the fact that the medium is public transport and it's maybe a train, right. what's happening inside that medium is uh, people are bumping into each other, they're interacting, mm. they, are, uh, they are coexisting with each other. And then through that, there's, uh, you, people then are experiencing something uh, on a on a layered level yeah. where they're also noticing that I'm not just getting from point A to point B, I'm also experiencing a functioning society and I'm seeing other people and I'm coexisting with them. Yeah. And I, um, and I'm, I mean, if we were, um, if we were teleporting from point A to point B, the, the medium of, of transportation has taken away some extra layers that could be experienced in that transportation. Yeah, man. Well, that, well that, th- that's actually a nice, that comes back to the to the sort of the the quest for meaning, in our modern world. You know, um, what happens when you strip away the 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 processes that give life its meaning? So, for example, you know, transport. What happens if you in? I mean, you you joke about teleportation, but essentially that's what people do with their cars. That's what it feels like. Sometimes it feels like you just slip into your car, and then all of a sudden you're like back you at work, and you're in the office. Yeah. Okay, you've sat in traffic for two hours. But you've teleported in the sense that you haven't talked to anyone, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't sat next to anyone. You've just appeared out of nowhere from your car. Um, so that's, the, I think that's. I love that sound effect, by the way. Yeah, the I also. Sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should put that one on the on the uh, FX sort of. Um, yeah, the sound. Da- uh, cue the sounds. Yeah, yeah. the database of, of sound effects. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jamie and you sound effects library. You love can add it. that. Yeah. Um, in s- collaboration yeah um so yeah that, that's a that's a really that's a powerful idea you know what what happens when when the processes that give life meaning are stripped away slowly but surely how do we find how do we make meaning in the world how do you how do you find something that's that 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 inspires you how do you find something that moves you and and i think people find it in i think yeah man we've people like why do people drink so much why do people take drugs why do people uh why do people constantly want to alter their experience it's because they want the texture of life they want to feel a different texture of life and i think that there are incredibly rich experiences to be had without drugs without alcohol that 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 we've totally lost touch with um and it's it's something it's kind of unavoidable but but it's because it's because the, me- the, the, the the graph that gave life meaning for thousands of years um, should had it cer- certainly ha- there were downsides, but the but the graph that gave life meaning for so many years was slowly but surely stripped away until there was nothing left. And uh, I mean, okay, so let let's just let's just unpack that. So let's take for example um, what every human being would have done at the beginning of time. So they would have relied on themselves. They would have had to find food for themselves and that's what would have given life meaning 
and they would have had no medicine. They would have been confused by everything, so they would have had, believed in a greater power. Um, okay, so what? So you you you're, you you feel a profound sense of purpose when you catch an animal, when you collect berries, when you get enough firewood that you can have fire all night and keep everyone warm. Um, what hap what happens when you slowly but surely take away those processes and outsource them? You have to find new things to do, right? So cool. It's like okay, so the 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 guys who collect firewood um, don't have anything to do anymore because they there's like one guy who started a firewood company and he's got these trucks now and he's doing that. Cool. So all these guys who collected firewood now are. Um, are, are, are sort of jobless. And They've been stripped of their purpose, their meaning. They've been stripped of their purpose and meaning. Cool. So it's like, not, but now they have time to maybe educate themselves and learn. Um, and so they have to, uh, so they, I don't know, they start doing something else. But what, but, but again, what, like what happens when you slowly but surely start stripping away what gives life meaning? Um, and, and, that, and, that, and that has happened for us. So for example, uh, in the dating world, a lot of meaning that we used to experience by having to um, d develop a sort of maturity to be able to speak to people in public and go up to people. A lot of that, a lot of that it, the adventure has been stolen, not stolen, but I think parts of it has been stripped, stripped away because now you have apps like Tinder, you have online dating, there's, a, there's this overwhelming p pornography industry online. The adventure or the, the invitation to become more emotionally mature and be responsible for, you know, meeting someone and, and having the guts to go up to someone in public. I don't know. The, it's not as the invitation is not as sweet anymore. It's not as tempting or it's not as, it doesn't have as much meaning anymore. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I, I th so, and I think we live, we can, we can make a, we can make a case for how that's, how that's happened in a variety of areas. Um, yeah, I, I was just dating. It's happened. Yes. Yeah. Look, look, look. We often talk about you know getting food from Woolies. It's like, I mean, I, like this is a stunning idea that essentially our ancestors spent their whole lives trying trying to produce in the soil what we buy from Woolies in like ten minutes. In the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. They spent their whole lives trying to just make those like two of the things that you could buy at Woolies: potatoes and tomatoes. <laughs> You know, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. But I think, okay, you know? what's, Im what's important to add here that yeah. I want to add is that if you, if you hadn't felt some of the things that we felt, maybe other people have felt, where you do feel that the stripping of the meaning and stripping of this, these things makes you feel differently and makes you, doesn't make you feel as, as you have as much purpose and, um, the, but when you do engage with something with a bit of purpose and a bit of meaning, um, you know, then you do, f you feel differently. So there's, there is a feeling thing that's happening yeah. and, and you, so uh, like, cause there could be the case where stuff got stripped away, but we feel better. We feel fine. There's no issue. But I think the okay. reason this so is important, the reason we're talking about yeah. this is that we feel differently. Okay, so but so, that, so but that's the I think that's the sort of eternal question is like what is that what is that thing that we're looking for? Cool. So it's like cool. You don't need a car now. You can Uber. Okay. You don't need um. You don't need uh, a farm now. You can buy food from Woody's. You don't need uh. What else don't you need? 
you don't need to learn self-defense because there's a police force and the government's in theory monopolized violence so that's fine we're protected so we don't need to be strong or arm ourselves um like you don't need to what? learn new things or think or like think for yourself. You can search yeah. online for yeah. answers. So so the, so so it's like so. What do you do? And then the I guess the natural response is well, you you know you study and you educate yourself and you get a job. And it's like okay, well why do I get a job? Okay, well you get a job because you need money to survive. And and but 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 how am I surviving? Like what 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 am what is it for? What 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 if all these things are being stripped away from me? What am I doing with myself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's and also you're so disconnected from the the core stuff. I think when you yeah. said you um you used to say like when you were foraging for berries, when you were hunting for that animal, you were so connected to the greatest purpose of um, providing for yourself and your family. Yeah. Uh, whereas now you we're still doing that, but we're so disconnected from exactly. the rawness of it. And 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 you and, and I think it's a, it's a it's a it's an epidemic. It's like the, the, there's a there's a profound there's a profound. I, th- I, I. That's my. This is my experience of the world. There's a profound void of 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 purpose, a void of meaning. Um, and. And I think it. Yeah, it's because so much of of what made us, of what shaped us, has been outsourced to companies and to corporations and 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 again, I, I'm not the, I'm not sitting here as some sort of resentful idealist. Um, I, 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 I totally am, I'm very cognizant of the benefits and I, I, I also don't live in, uh, in my mind. It's not like I think that the, I don't know what the alternative is. I, I'm not going to sit here mm. and act like I know what that is. I don't know what the alternative is. Um, and, in, and you can't control these things. So it's like, cool. Uh, the question now is like, so, so what, so where to from here? What do we do with, mm. what do we, what do we do in this environment? So, yeah, I also, I want to add in like, a, you've actually given me an idea which is adding in a lot of extra context to to this yeah. so at the moment so y- you are the the message and what you've been communicating is from like a very serious place mm. and a very as you said like it sounds like maybe counter to the system stuff yeah. like that yeah. but just to add in context here and this doesn't and this doesn't make what you're saying and doesn't make you um, doesn't make what you're saying contradictory and it doesn't make you a hypocrite, but it's worth adding in the context, which mm-hmm. is you, yes, you are serious about things and I think you take life um, and yourself seriously, but also you are a fun guy. You you like to have a joke yes. you, and, and that's not forced. That's a big part of your personality. Yeah. So like, so there's this balance. It's like, I can be serious and also I'm a fun loving guy and I like to have a good time with my friends. And, right. um, so there's that balance. So yes. you're not just this obsessed, serious guy. Yeah. And then um, on the other hand, with the stuff you're saying about being against the system, you very much are, are part of this. Uh, part of the system is that you, um, you know, you, you like nice things. You like buying nice things. You like yes. living in a nice area. You like, totally. um, you like the, the yeah. convenience that's been afforded oh, no, by yeah. these incredible technologies. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so like man. you don't need to be, yeah. And, and that doesn't make you a hypocrite. That's what yeah, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't see you as someone who, who just shouts off the system and is no, a hypocrite. And I, I, yeah. I think yeah. it ties back to your thing about curiosity is yeah. you're content and, and you're living through, through these different things, but you're very curious about yeah. why and how. But so this is the thing. And this is, a f- I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it's a, I, I don't want people to, I don't want people to watching this, uh, to think that I'm, I'm, I'm criticizing the system. 
I'm not criticizing the system. I think what I'm, and if I am, I, like I, I, I don't mean to be, if I sound like that, what I'm, what I'm really trying to, what I'm trying to, I'm not criticizing so much as passionately describing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I trying a good my, way to put it. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm passionately trying to describe what we experienced today. And what I'm critical of is not the system. What I'm critical of is how people respond to it. Cause I think you can't, one of the problems with, for example, students, so like student protesters is, um, is that they, they get obsessed with this, they, they get this idea in their heads. Um, um, and we've seen this for, know, for the last like 60 or 70, 60 years um, with, with student protests. They, they have this idea in their heads that like the system is broken and they have the solution and they can fix it. I mean, this is, I'm, 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 it's, not like, it's not actually a caricature. It's a pretty, pretty good description of, of student protests, I think, globally. Um, I mean, it, it might be a simplification of it. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm simplifying yeah. things, of yeah. course. But yeah. uh, I think that at its, at, it all boils down to sort of this dynamic where you have a bunch of very uh, passionate young people but, uh, who, who legitimately think that the system is broken and needs repairing. And what and and the and I was there as well. I was one of those students. Um, I think you were as well. Um, um, I've st- I, I have friends who were part of who are students like that. Um, and you know, look, we had fees must fall. We had roads must fall. Um, re- a few years ago, and you know, while there are certainly noble aspects to to causes like that, there's also a profound ignorance and naivety about how the world actually works and about the monumental nature of of of, of an of an economy of the economy of our economy in, in south africa or the global economy and incredible ignorance and naivety just about human nature and about how things operate in the world and 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 so yeah that's what also drives me man is like i, I i'm almost on some level obsessed about the sort of about tr- not being about trying to check myself and not get carried away with my what i think is an understanding of the world that that i'm always kind of humble about about my beliefs and my opinions and and aware that sure i think this could be better but actually it's so big that in reality i'm not 100 percent sure you know and so um i completely agree with you yeah and and that's That's, what i think that's what i think is so and so the point i'm trying to make is um I'm not damning this. I'm not criticizing the system. Um, I'm what I, what I'm critical of is how is how people respond to the system, mm. and 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 take and how people take responsibility for, for the cards that they're dealt in life. Mm. Um, like we can't help that corporations are these like monoliths. We can't help that you know gov- like our governments you know uh really bloated or that we we live in a consumer society it's uh, there are things that are so monumentally huge that they're almost out of our control virtually and, yeah and also you know uh it's got to the point now uh we we are really really advanced societies right now it is yeah. incredible how yeah. much how many pieces are fitting together here uh and it's really really complicated yeah. there are so many different pieces uh and i think what you said about you might notice something seems a bit off and you, uh, you know, you think things could be better or different. And then you hear someone explain quite reasonably the economic implications of changing that. Yeah. And you think to yourself, wow, that's a, that's another lens uh, that provides me new insights into why things might be the way they are now. Yeah. And also 
how things could play out if um, if we ch- if we changed certain things. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and I think yeah. I think what you're saying is right. Is like the 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 focus on how people are uh, engaging with exactly, the system is yeah. actually where the focus is. Is if yeah, we can all be a bit more critical. Because also that's how you change the system. Yeah. You change people. You don't change the system. The system is so big and so arbitrary and so, again, like mo- the word monumental keeps coming to mind. Like people, like I, I, I often say this to you is, you know, we, we I think people talk so casually about the economy. People talk so casually about business and entrepreneurship. It's like just for a second, just, and if you're watching this, do this. Just try and think to yourself. Um, ask yourself, how easy would it be be for me to like set up a little cafe on the side of the road, like a little shop that sells sweets and cokes and you know like because we see those guys and we think that they're you know just little entrepreneurs and they're not doing much. But actually, just think through that for a second. Okay, where are we gonna forget all that stuff? Who's gonna help us? How are we gonna transport it? How, uh, who's gonna take take like who's gonna keep track of all the all the all the money that we're spending, all the money that's coming in? Will we have a cash box? all these different things. And that's just for like a tiny thing selling sweets and Coke on the street. Like, are you going to hire someone? Are you going to do it yourself? Like, you know, do you have, do you have, will you need help? I don't know. All these things. And I mean, like I feel overwhelmed thinking, trying to answer those questions. And, and that's just like the most trivial example of it's of the tiniest business I can think of. And the complication multiplies with more people. Exactly. And more processes. And and then you have to contend with human nature. So now it's like, cool, you want to hire someone. Okay, they have a child and, and they have to get to work at this time and drop their kid off. That t- it's like the fact that we get anything done is quite frankly miraculous. It's, it's truly miraculous. And so I think that w- like when I see people criticize the system, it 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 just stinks of like lack of gratitude and understanding for what we've actually achieved. It's I mean it's if you read history, if you if you're engaged in like the incredible struggles that we've endured over the like thousands of years that it took to get to where we are now, um, like you can't, it's it's impossible to walk on the street and not just be constantly amazed by things. And con- like I'm constantly amazed by how people cooperate, constantly amazed by how people. Uh, pr- like uh, prevent themselves or resist the temptation to sort of shout or get violent or you know people people are doing a pretty good job at at at, at building a, a better world and so yeah man the last thing i would ever want to do is criticize the system because i think that we're doing we're not doing too bad i think it could be better obviously i think what what def what definitely needs work though is how people respond to the cards that they're dealt um yeah right um and do you think do you think the reason it would be better to respond better to the cards that we're dealt is in support of things being better because that might be the key to things being better is well, if the lens through which people were seeing things uh changed or you know was a bit more critical on um, on the way they see things rather than actually the system itself well i think the the problem with blaming the system is that again like i said the system is so monumentally it's almost i, I like like it, oh, it the, pains how arbitrary it is. It pains so it, big. It, it pains me to try and describe how big it is because it it is so big. Um, like just the 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 you go into, you go you go into SARS for example, the amount of paperwork, the amount of like the numbers, the, the all the stuff. It's just it's so complex. 
it's and it's so bureaucratic and and that's fine the the point i'm trying to make is changing that changing the system is is so hard what you can change what you what what no one can deny is that you can you can without a doubt change yourself that is the that's the only guarantee you have in this life like it doesn't matter how much you protest doesn't matter how much you petition the system may never change may never change i mean people still say that like there hasn't been some people still say there hasn't been much change since apartheid in south africa so what we've had democracy 25 years have passed and the system still hasn't changed so the point i'm trying to make is again that just confirms what i'm saying these systems are gigantic they, they change slowly they're like they're like they're like icebergs like slowly cracking and shifting and moving it takes thousands of years no, not thousands but you know what i mean it takes mm. a long time Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is sometimes there's no guarantee at all that there may be change. And if there is, it's going to take ages, decades maybe, or even hundreds of years. What, what can happen, what can change right now though is how you respond to the world and how you respond to other people and how you respond even to your own thoughts. Um, that you, you, can you can make that, that you, can, you can make a protest, you can have a protest in your mind and get an instant response. You know, you can make a petition to yourself and get a response. And like, yeah, I feel like we, we don't, we live in a culture that, that we, especially in South Africa, where there's this sort of morbid obsession with government and um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a culture of reliance on other people, a culture of uh, a pr a, a incredibly powerful protest culture as well. Um, and, and yes, it has some, there are good, there are good elements and there always are in anything but they're also bad. Um, and one of the bad elements is that it, people, it, it sort of, it, do, it doesn't incentivize people to take responsibility for themselves. And I think therein lies the great adventure of life is taking responsibility for yourself. Do you think there's also an element of taking responsibility for uh, the, the people you spend a lot of time with? Because I was yeah. thinking, it's really tough. I think if you, if you're with a group of people and you associate with people who tend to be uh, curious about this kind of stuff, curious about themselves, not accepting stuff on face value, but understanding that things are very intricate and, and made up of a lot of different pieces. Yeah. If you're with a group of people that thinks that way, uh, then I think it becomes a bit easier to entertain that idea to to try yeah. that yourself and be a bit more curious. Yeah. But if you perhaps with um, with a group of people who uh, at um, at the at the time that you maybe suggest that things could be a bit more complicated, they mm. they perhaps maybe simplify it for you, and they yeah. try tell you that actually things are the way they are because of very specific reasons, right. rather than being open to the idea that things are pretty complicated. Yeah, uh, I think it, yeah, if you're with that group of people, it's a lot harder to have these um, have these individual curious thoughts. So, I think I think you can't necessarily then outsource that responsibility to say, oh, it's the group of people I'm with. Like, I've got no hope yeah. here. I think you have to have that balance. So yeah. saying it's partly my individual responsibility to um, to have that curiosity. And mm -hmm. for me as, a, as an individual to start thinking about stuff um, a little bit um, differently, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Yeah. I think then there's that, then there's that other element where, um, you know, if the who you associate with, I really, I really yeah. think um, things can change really. Um, and, and what's, what's interesting is not necessarily, um, not necessarily getting 
new new people to associate with yeah but actually ch- like changing and mixing up the time you spend with different um different groups of people yeah. or, or different individuals because yeah. if you were to um if you were to to essentially reduce that down to just yourself that you're associating with, then you're down to this individual space. Right. So I guess, yeah, it's about, um, yeah, being, um, being able to think independently and have that right. individuality and then just be a bit more considerate of, of, of the particular people you might be spending time with. And I mean, like, this is definitely not me prescribing, like just dropping friends and cha- mixing things up. It's, it's, and it's kind of the same thing we were saying earlier about the system. I'm not saying there's an issue with the system of the people you associate with. Just maybe think about it. Just maybe ha- be more conscious about it and just look at it differently. When you suggest something, you suggest a certain idea. How do the, how do your friends and the people you're associating with, how do they respond to that? Do they go down the curious path? Do they try to shut down your different way mm. of thinking? Um, do you suggest something and everyone agrees with you? Maybe that's also not a good thing. Yeah. Because then everyone's kind of going along with just your ideas. Yeah. Do you have that healthy mix of people being, um, being critical, but not being, um, but not uh, shutting you down, but actually mm. giving you feedback and providing a way to think differently. Yeah. Uh, rather than just like shutting shutting down your your point of view. Yeah. Um, and I mean this this applies to a lot of aspects when it c- it could be. Um, if you if your subject matter that you're thinking about is like your career, your relationships, your political standpoint, right. uh, your m- view on the meaning of life, uh, right. whatever that may be, I think I personally think it's really important to be surrounded by people who give you that opportunity to explore that, yeah, and allow you to think differently, and then provide you the the cradle in which to explore that by. Uh, by being open to your way of thinking and really trying to understand where you're coming from and then working through that um, together. That gives you, that really gives you the platform to explore this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 You want, you want, you want to, you want friend, you want to be surrounded by people that want the best for you. Yeah, exactly. That just boils down to that. Yeah. And I think some, and the best um, for you would just be sort of, I suppose, um, um, a combination of, of what rewards you financially and what, what makes you feel fulfilled. Yes. Because it has to be a marriage of the two, you know. It, it's pointless. But you you won't be fulfilled if you can't pay the bills. That's for sure. So it's like, yeah, it's a combination. Mm. Of, so it's like, um, you know, I want the best for you, but I also don't want you to be penniless, you know, um, because I know where that may lead. And so yeah, yeah, it's a you want yeah you you're, you're right, dude. You want you want friends that want the best for you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you don't want, uh, yeah, you don't want a friend. So a friend that wants the best for you doesn't just say, hey man, yeah. Go for it. No, Whatever you that, suggest. And, and, that's no. wh- and that's where, like, you know, we talked about the, ser- the serious attitude towards life. Like, I, you know, like, I think it's, it's it, like I said earlier, if you don't take life seriously, it's because other people have taken it seriously for you. And w- one of the things that a lot of people, one of the things that, again, that our culture doesn't talk about or culture doesn't reinforce, one of the things that I think people, ne- people don't openly discuss, one of the things that isn't cool to talk about is that, is that life there's this darkness about life which is it's like the it's like the gigantic elephant in the room there's this overwhelming darkness this overwhelming sense of chaos that's just it's like where it's a it's around every corner and at any point in time it could rear its head and, and eat you alive 
You know? What are some examples of that? So for example, you could be walking on the street and having, you know, you've just had a meeting, your things are going well at work, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you're holding your the hand of your friend or your partner or your sister or your daughter, and then a car comes by and clips to her and then or him and then they're dead. And and your world collapses, you know? Um you could uh get sick, you could you could um, you could slip and fall. I know someone that had a terrible fall on lion's head, like, you know, broke their face. Uh, things like that. And, and not just that, you could get mugged. It could, there could be a, a, a gigant, there could be a massive recession. I don't know. There's so many, but also, you know, regardless of those big things, there also just, there, there's the chaos that can emerge from within. Mm. You know, I've had days where, you know, in one day, it's like I, I felt I've had incredible highs, incredible lows. So it's like that, that sense of we 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 like to we live in a very motivational sort of age people are obsessed with motivation is like i call it motivationism it's almost like a religion mm. um we're obsessed with motivation with grinding with hustling with all this stuff but it but we and and, and yeah but the, but it, it, it we tend to ignore we, we and and i think it's sort of frowned upon to be slightly pessimistic and a bit more serious mm. um and again if you aren't it's because someone else is um, yeah it's either maybe your parents are more serious and so they they support you and balance you um or maybe it's i don't know your friends or uh it's maybe the government that's a bit more serious and providing support structures for you so you can like live in this live this blissful life but someone somewhere out there is taking life seriously for you um and so yeah th th i think th what i'm trying to get at is just that um yo wh when we when when we we want to surround coming back to your point about company you know we want to surround ourselves with friends that want the best for us but we should also but what's best for us is also should be sort of rooted in an understanding that like life can get pretty hard sometimes and so we need to create um i think we need to we need to prepare for that we need to build sort of like walls so to speak to protect ourselves from that oncoming tsunami um because it will it, it will it will come eventually um whether it's a sickness or whether it's death or whether it's bankruptcy or whether it's your car getting my car was stolen for example a few months ago um that was a quite a knock you know and it's affected my life quite dramatically actually if i think about it but i've had to adjust um you know uh someone i spoke to last night was was mugged and stabbed um you know things happen um all the time and 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 the human spirit is such that it's it's yeah it's very fragile it's a lot more fragile than people admit and i think yeah. from that it's it's not about as a result of thinking about that it's not about then living in fear and looking around every corner and being frightened by it but it's about if you want to really set yourself up for success, mm. um, acknowledge that that stuff can happen. And, yeah. and as you said, be prepared for it. And that's really when you're going to get really strong, yeah. strong character and strong preparation. Yeah. Is n is the yeah. motivational stuff is a really good pulling force. I think that's yeah. good. It like pulls you forward and it makes you, yeah, it makes you uh, yeah, pursue things um, quite, uh, in qu quite vigorously. Yeah. But I think you then need that really strong support where you, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, uh, that's the pulling force, yeah. but I've also prepared. I've also got something to fall back on, mm. and that falling back is just your consideration of yeah. what would I do if? Am I am I um, setting myself up in a position where if these bad, I said if I should say when something out of the blue happens that's big 
and affects your life in a big way. Yeah. How will I be able to ride through that and um, be able to swim through that wave without yeah. it uh, you know, knocking me down? Right. And I think that that actually having those two sides, uh, that sets you up for huge success is that you're not just getting pulled by, by a, a force pulling you forward, ambition, yeah. whatever it may be. But then the practicality of being prepared for what life could throw at you yeah. um, and not necessarily expecting life to throw something at you, but just being prepared but, if but it does. Yeah, but, but also like living every day with incredible gratitude when something doesn't go wrong. I like that as and well. So, and, yeah. and, and so you say not expecting, but I like, so when I, ru- I run up Lion's Head once a week and when I come down, I have a very vivid imagination. Like I, like I can be at home and then wince just from imagining something, you know, like I'll wince just from not actually experiencing it but yeah. just visualizing but just it. yeah like, could, could, i mean I, I i work in animation so i work with imagery i work with metaphor so like that's how my mind operates you know like i think very visually um and it's a vivid imagination so when i'm running down lion's head i often just imagine falling with every step down i take i don't i don't worry going up that's uh, that i don't really worry about much at all but when i come down I te- I'm gravity's ver- against you. Yeah, I'm very risk averse. Like I, I walk slowly and I cautiously. I'm still going fairly fast, but the point is, I'm I'm constantly, ex- and that's a very powerful metaphor for taking each day. I I constantly expect something bad to happen. That's great. Yeah. And some people may, may be like, oh wow, that you must live such a like that must be such an unpleasant life. Like no, it's not unpleasant at all because. I experience a, such a profound level of gratitude. It's almost it like mm. I'm, I, it's, I feel quite moved when I say that. Actually. Every day when you get to the bottom of the mountain and you're standing there at the bottom, you, there's gratitude. That yeah, you I didn't look up and I just yeah. I thank God. Or I thank the universe. I thank whatever it is that made that 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 prevented me from um, from from experiencing some some chaos in the world because 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 if anything I, that's what that's the norm and in, in if you look back at our history like. The norm is chaos. What's unusual is the emergence out of chaos, the cooperation, not nonviolence, um, success. Like that's what's unusual. So um, it fills me with gratitude and incredible, I don't know, um, um, a sense of yeah, thankfulness um, when, when, it, when a day passes and, 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 no, and nothing bad happens. It sounds um, like there's that little bit of meaning at the end of every day if you have gratitude for the day that just passed. Yeah, and it's and it's rooted. What what it's rooted in is 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 a, is a serious sort of bold outlook and and you know like I think maybe an interesting way of, of kind of outlining this this way of viewing the world is seeing seeing the world as a heroic adventure. You know, and that's what Jordan Peterson talks about seeing seeing your life as this incredibly meaning adventure to, to travel on that's not trivial. It's the most meaningful thing you could ever experience ever because it's the only thing you'll experience. So for heaven's sake, stop being so trivial about things. And, and you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to get too much into religion because I feel like that's a different podcast altogether, but you know, I can't help but, but, but bring up this point. You know, I think something, something that's, that's torn a lot of people away from, religion particularly in the in the west is the incredible rise of uh our prosperity our our technological advancements and the fact that we've essentially made life um like this incredibly blissful existence um experience you know we can we can 
pick, pick up food from the shops. We can actually order it to our homes. We can we can we don't have to buy car. We don't have to have cars anymore. We can Uber places. Um, we can shop online. We can travel anywhere in the world. It's like it's just ridiculous. Uh, if you're sick, you can go to the hospital. If you have a problem, you can Google it. Someone made a tutorial on it. Someone's made a podcast about it. It's just it's overwhelming how how many opportunities and benefits are sort of at our fingertips. And so it's it's not surprising at all that people have lost touch with God uh, in the West, um, particularly in sort of the Christian world. Um, and uh, because why would you need God if you have everything? If why why do you need God if you've got Uber, medical aid? Uh, if you've got um, uh, a Willie's card and y- you know all these things, it's like you know, hmm. like you don't like your phone becomes your god. Um, and and Steve, and, and in a way, Steve Jobs and Apple ha- has become like a bit of a church for some people. They sort of, in the way that you might sort of have rubbed your rosary beads in days gone by, people sort of rub their phones. It's like a it's like a religious totem, you know, that people are obsessed with. Um, but why did I bring this up? I think I was talking about how. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I, the point I wanted to make. Um, the reason I'm, I'm the reason I'm talking about all this stuff about religion and God and whatever is that. I think that one of the one of the reasons why I take life so seriously is that I see, and why I see it as this incredible adventure is that I, I, I don't I'm I see, I I'm tr- I'm not taking for granted my consciousness. So I, so so someone might say to you, "Well, prove to me that God is real." It's like, "Well, you exist." How about that? It's like, and then someone might say, "Oh, that's ridiculous." But it's like, no, just think it through for a second. Like, how on earth can you conceptualize the future? Like, what is that? No other animal can do that. What is that? How how could you, how how can you conceptualize anything? How can you create? How do we create stories? How does it? No one really knows. Like, no one can explain it, and. And and people think that the word like words like divine, for example, they mean that means like voodoo magic connotations. But it, that's n- nonsense. Like divine is a uh, the, the language that of religion is sort of a toolkit of unpacking that mystery and giving meaning to the and and sort of vibrancy to that to that mystery. And so when when I, when I live each day, it's like um, I think that's what that that's also what's beneath it as well is this profound sense that. Um, like I don't know, I, I can't I, I can't tell you if there's a man in the sky. Which I I hate conversations like that. It's think it, I think it's sort of an insult to the religious debate. But uh, it's that's not the point. The point is like, if you're serious about grappling with these issues of of the me of meaning, just just take a step back for a second and just try and try and try and um, uh, come to terms with the with the stunning sort of awesomeness of your consciousness of your ability to interpret language to speak to 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 see the world to hear things to feel things to put together to to recognize patterns and then and then repeat those patterns in a different way and and make connections and then use those connections to make new connections and like our capacity to to repro- like I can say things now to you in a way that makes your brain do certain things and like if that's not divine i don't know what is i don't know what people think divine is like if this isn't divine you know um and like it look in my terms of my religious journey i'm still the very like i said in the beginning of this podcast like i'm very at the very beginning not just of my career but of like everything you know and um 
I expect to be having these conversations 30 years from now in a far more mature sort of interesting way. But yeah, man, at the core of it is, is just this, the sense that there is something, there's something going on in this life. And I think that it's, it's so beautifully meaningful and profound that to not sit down with people and talk about it is a absolute shame. Mm. And and that's why I'm so glad we're doing these, these podcasts. And that's why I'm so glad we are um, finally creating things like Scramble Greg, Jamie and you. And, and I don't know, being more proactive with, with our, crea- our, our ca- creative capabilities. Because we're, 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 we're in a sense allowing that whatever, whatever, what I think is like that divine, that divine um, sort of spirit in us. We're allowing it to kind of, manifest in the world and and we're we're sh- we're sharing it and we're we're trying we're, uh, we're we're i don't know exploring things and and taking things seriously and we're not we're just dull consumers who are waiting to be validated by some i don't know external company or institution but we're actually saying you know what like i'm a human being i'm an individual i see the world in this miraculous way i mean the fact that you see it, it anything at all is miraculous um and so yeah dude i think I think that that's that's at the core of of my the way that I view the world is is that that sense of 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 personal responsibility about I feel yeah that personal responsibility around your your of what you are capable of your um of your not just the way that your body moves but how your mind works how you speak how you hear how you feel um yeah, I just feel like a, I feel a sense of responsibility to do something meaningful with those things. Yeah. Greg, I've really appreciated this deeper insight into you, man. Cool, yeah, dude. It's <laughs> been really great. Yeah, man. I, I just, I've, I just like let rip there, like just went for it. You yeah. Know? Um, and I think, um, yeah, I'd be happy to wrap up there. I cool, think that yeah. right at the end there, I think you sum, summed it up really well yeah. um, about the purpose, the meaning, um, your how you feel as an individual you feel um, a responsibility uh, around um, mm. around not only being grateful for for some of those things you mentioned yeah. but also um, feeling like uh, being an individual and uh, contributing and yeah. creating and, and participating rather than yeah. just consuming yeah uh, and I think yeah I think that's really I, I, I see it in you and I, I, I see it I see it happening in me as well and I really would want to encourage other people to do exactly the same thing yeah. is really take responsibility for yourself as an individual yeah. but um that calling to contribute yeah. i think is such a such an important thing that i would love to inspire um, and encourage other people to do yeah man um absolutely I, w- I would say the same thing um i think that i think that we live you know what the, what what youtube has done what the internet's done uh, particularly the in, uh, internet video has done is essentially it's allowed it's done for the spoken word what um the printing press did for the written word so now the spoken word it's not it's not it's not um it, it the, the the monopoly in the spoken word is, is has been sort of destroyed um and it, it sort of extinguished um by 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 youtube now anyone who has a conversation can share that conversation anyone who has an insight a criticism an idea can share that idea and i don't know it just seems like it's it's is the word it's incumbent on people um to um to yeah to 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 
disengage from their consumerist lifestyles, which like no judgment. I'm a consumer as well. We all are. But it's I think it's incumbent on all of us to sort of, um, I hope I'm using that word correctly, to to take to disengage from time to time, and I think take our place in this in this world, and and fill the hole that's shaped just like you, and then and then contribute something, not in an ironic way, not in a not in a way that is tr- flippant or um, irreverent, but in a serious, meaningful, um, purposeful way. Um, I think that you know, for for for, for example, since the Enlightenment, and in in, at least in Western civilization, there was th- there was that sentiment of of that okay, we can build things, we can make life better, we can contribute, we can talk and discuss things and improve our understanding of things, and we can make progress. And I feel like we, yeah, we live in a strange time now where, um, where, where it feels like, it feels like people are very self-conscious, very ironic. We, we're, we're sort of the, we live in a, a postmodern culture. Um, everyone is deconstructing everything. Everyone's criticizing everything and criticism is good. But as Jordan Peterson says, the purpose of criticism is not to destroy things. It's to separate the wheat from the chaff. And I think we we do a lot more. We 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 don't just separate the wheat from the chaff. We throw everything into the fire in this country, and I think in other countries as well. Um, what's the point of criticism if you're not going to try and if you're not going to try and determine what is the like what's 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 good? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point of criticism if you're just saying it should all just end? It should all just be destroyed. Um, and so yeah, I think the the point I'm trying to make is that. Yeah, there's this stunning adventure that we can all participate in, where we can all say, okay, um, we we see, we understand that um, that terrible things that happened in the past, for example, apartheid, for example, Second World War, colonialism, all that stuff. But but I think, and I think this is happening in the culture. At least is my sense of it. My sense is that there is, and I think what's so hard for us is that we're living through it, so it's hard to see. But I think that we're experiencing the movement toward a sort of like a, a, a world where where the playing fields are more level and people start rediscovering that sense that they can start that they can contribute and start look maybe that's just me maybe i'm wrong um but i think i agree with you but yeah but that's yeah. what my feeling is that people are waking up to the fact that hold on okay so okay i i see the world this way and I, I don't have to feel guilty about it. I, I don't have to feel, I don't have to be validated by anyone. Maybe it's actually worth something. Like maybe, and this is my, you know, this is my, uh, like my prism theory thing. It's like, everyone's got an interesting idea. Everyone's got a unique way of looking at the world. Everyone has something to offer. Unless you're like an ideological mouthpiece and you're just spouting what I could read on a Wikipedia page. Um, and that's something else that I would want to add in this podcast. And sorry, I know we're running a bit over time, but like, it's just, absolutely fine, just man. Go with it, dude. Um, can always make this two parts, I suppose. Um, but yeah, this other thing is like, um, I'm also really, I'm like, I'm really passionate. And again, you you don't you don't know this unless you read, unless you're interested in history. But like, we people are losing touch with with individualism what and and i think individualism has been given a bad rep because of um uh, because of capitalism so people assume that individualism you know refers to the sort of 
um, the culture of self-reliance and a sort of the destruction of the community. And, mm. and so, you know, and, and also I, yeah, um, pursuits for the self-interest at the expense of others, yeah. which it isn't. Yeah. No. And, and look, and I, and I understand that criticism. I think it's, I think it's, I think there's some interesting aspects about it, but I do think that th- like not individualism, but, but the, the sovereignty of the individual, the profound, inc- the incredible, again, the word monumental comes to mind. The sort of, monolithic status of the individual is so it, it it it's so precious and so we should guard it and be aware of it and and bec- because because each one of us is an individual and so if you if if you don't stand for like the the rights of the individual essentially you don't stand for your own rights um and <laughs> put quite simply yeah. that's really what it is yeah. yeah um yeah and 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 i think the the that that people, especially in South Africa, we, 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 we live in a country where, you know, there's a lot of collectivist thinking, a lot of gr- identity politics, and people people are not that familiar with, or they're not that, um, they're, they're not as familiar with individual characters as I think we used to be. You know, you, people would be quirky and idiosyncratic in the past, and, and I don't know, maybe there was a, my sense is that there was a, more intuitive understanding that that's how the world was. They're characters. They're individual people. But nowadays, it's like if you say something that people don't know how to make sense of, they they sometimes lose their minds. They 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 want to put you in a box. They want to label you. And that's so coming back to Scramble Greg. That's what Scramble Greg is. Is like my this YouTube channel that I've started. You know, it's a it's an attempt to start. You know, one one. You know, um, move as if I was moving across the river one stone at a time, like sort of feeling my way across you know when you can't see under when you're walking through a river and you can't see the stones at the bottom Mm. you sort of carefully walk because you don't want to slip and fall yeah you don't want to slip and fall so you're sort of just feeling it out with your toes Mm. that's what i'm doing with scrambled greg and the river is my is my is my sort of freedom of thought freedom of my my individual way of looking at the world um and i feel like a lot of people haven't they're they're not prepared to get in they get their feet wet Mm. they don't want to get into the river they don't want to explore they they're like on they 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 they're so scared of of not being able to swim. They're on the on the banks shouting at each other. Exactly. Um, and and there's this incredible adventure to be had when you start unpa- exploring that individual way of viewing the world. Um, because because my recent real, uh, realization, I say recent, like in the last six months, has been that it may just be that that your way of seeing the world may just be something that actually has an impact that actually makes people changes the way people view themselves changes the way people view the world changes and 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 if it's just one person that hears you and thinks slightly differently from the moment before they heard you i mean that's an incredible it's achievement. powerful it's man because of the ripple effect yeah because the ripple yeah. effect but but also it, it regardless of outcome it's just like th- the culture we want to live in is a culture that like a dynamic multi-dimensional culture mm. where where we are we're not we're not we, we don't overprotect other people what we do is we make people strong so we don't create safe spaces we don't have trigger warnings what we do is we create strong individuals who are able to say for example like imagine living in a society that could that could hold up ideas and not interpret them as positions or as sort of hints as to what they like or as sort of um uh titles of legislation they're just ideas you know um, and I, and it seems like we live in a strange in a sort of uh, world today where people really struggle to hold ideas, you know. Um, 
and ideas are a lot like weights at the gym. You when when you when you discuss them, what you're essentially doing is you're picking them up. No one is saying that you have to hold them there forever. Like when I put a when I put it, when you when when I put it like yeah some dumbbells on, in your hands and you're gonna do a shoulder press, I don't assume that you're gonna that you're gonna hold them there forever. No one no one expects you to do that. What but what you are expected to do is to sort of hold, take grip them, and then you know do a couple of reps, and and strengthen your muscles under the weight and the pressure of that weight under the weight and pressure of your the, whatever mm. weight you've got you're holding up, and in a similar sense, imagine your bicep as your mind. What your mind is doing when it, ha- when it holds an idea is it's essentially, it, it's enduring it and then stretching itself. You're, and then you're, you're, so you're pushing up, you're, you're like stretching your mind, coming back, doing that a couple of times. And then, and then you release the idea. And what happens? Like your, your mind is stronger now. You understand the world better. Your, your muscles are stronger. Your intellectual muscles. And you could only, just like in gym, it's, it's hard. You, you have to sweat. You have to get out of breath. You're going to have to wake up early in the morning or go after work. It's hard. It's like you, you can't, if you're serious about wanting to understand the world, if you're serious about wanting to understand yourself, it's like it's going to be like gym. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to endure the weight of, of particular ideas that are sometimes going to feel a bit too heavy. But... You don't, we don't want to imagine this, imagine a gym where people were complaining that the weights are too heavy. It's like, well, okay, I could take some of the weight off for you, but then you're not going to be as strong. And then they're like, oh yeah, I feel so much better now. It's like, no, but you're, but next door, they're stronger because they have more weights. It's like, and they're able to accomplish more because they're stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and if, and if we, if we play a rugby match against them, who do you think is going to win? It doesn't matter how skillful you are. Like they're going to destroy us in the rocks. They'll be stronger than us. They'll tear us apart, right? The same thing goes for ideas. It's like if you have a university environment where you, like at UCT, and I know this is a big thing in America. Like there's this guy, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukanioff. They've just um, published a book uh, called The Coddling of the American Mind. Um, you know, if we if we have these bizarre environments uh and it's happening at Google, for example. Like, it's not just in universities; it's affecting company corporate cultures. Mm. And it's and it may we may this may just be the beginning of it. Um, imagine if you have a culture where people are removing the weights and then patting themselves on the back, and not actually making themselves stronger. It's like, well, we God, leave what ourse- do you? Yeah, well, we leave ourselves. We expect? leave gaps for like strange ideas to come in and take hold. If yeah. we're not strengthening ourselves against uh, certain well, ideas or the ability to think through ideas and hold ideas totally, then man. we leave ourselves open to like a weaker position and, and let's just think let's just go back to that that gym example because i think mm. it's such a good example so you let's let's imagine it's uh, it's actually such a good metaphor so you have this one gym let's say that they're they're um okay okay here's here's an even better metaphor let's imagine that there's two there's 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 what there's a gym and let's imagine that the that these people in the gym are very strong and they know how to use all the equipment and for some reason in this strange example they have prevented a certain group of people from joining the gym from being members of the gym and these people have been clamoring around the gym for years and years and years protesting and finally 
the guys in the gym are like, mm, I think we have to share our gym. Okay. So what happens? So some people, these people move into the gym. Now, everyone knows, everyone would intuit this, that the people who are, who have had the gym for long, who have had access to the gym all along, they will be stronger. It's like, there's no, there's no question about that. Everyone intuits naturally that the people who arrive after the people who were excluded will be weaker, physically weaker. What's really strange though, what would, would be really strange, and this has happened in the world, so it's not, it's not like it's a would be, it's like what has happened, is that what, what's strange is that in this gym example, imagine, imagine now these new people come in and then take ownership of the, lay claim to some of the equipment and refuse to accept help from the, the stronger people and say, no, no, we can do it ourselves. We don't need your help. We don't need to do it like you. And the stronger guys are like, uh, we've been lifting for years. We've been lifting for yeah. years. We're l very strong. We, we understand how all the equipment works. Are you sure you don't want our help? And they're like, no, it's fine. We don't need your help. It's like, cool. Well, it took us years and years and years to figure out how to do it ourselves. So it's going to take years and years and years and years and years for you to figure it out. You could skip that process by sort of asking us for help. But uh, okay, you don't want to. Okay, so now, okay, so that's the first part of the metaphor. Now let's imagine that there's an upcoming weight, like weightlifting competition, right? So because there's this incredible disparity, but now this group wants to participate, what they, the only way for them to be able to participate is to renegotiate the terms of the competition and to renegotiate the terms, the, the way that, that, you, that you win this competition. Um, and that's, and that's where we find ourselves in society, where the traditional hierarchies of competence are being dismantled in order to accommodate people who were previously not allowed to use the equipment, mm. not allowed access to the gym. And, and while on some level, and this again, this is a whole other discussion, a whole other podcast, while, the, while some people might see, um, they the, argue that they're, good reasons for doing that like the obvious the obvious the elephant in the room in that gym metaphor is that at the end of the day the one group will always be slightly stronger and will always that it'll always be the elephant in the room and and so so for example um the lot and so the last thing you actually want to do with those weaker guys the last thing you want to do is make them feel better about being weaker because they're never actually going to be able to win in the weight in the weightlifting competition. They're, in order to win, they have to they have to change the system. And again, coming back to the whole changing the system thing, mm. that's why it's such a bad idea. Because you can't change the system; it's too big. And so, so it'd be more worthwhile focusing on the individuals improving uh, and strengthening themselves rather than trying to change the system. Exactly. I think, I think yeah. it's also important to know that I there's... I hope that metaphor... I, hope yeah, that me I feel, I feel, I felt like it went off on a weird tangent. But well, the yeah. thing is, I think it's... I think where the metaphor holds is the... is what the consequences are of, of trying to change a system. Because... Because yeah. um, a lot of the times, there are really good reasons why um, the system... Uh, and the, the competition is set up the way it is. Yeah. The competence competition. I think I, heard, think I heard an example of... Um, uh, like... 
a firefighter not having to pass the certain training uh, level. Yeah, um, I also heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and then was granted access to be a firefighter and they didn't have to um, be proven and compete on the same level of competence as others who'd got through the training. Now, Strange. if that if that happens, I mean, there's some real consequences to that. I mean, as much as I want that person to be able to pursue their career as a firefighter, the reality is that we might have to sacrifice their ability to have that career yeah. for the sake of the people they're saving in the in the burning down building. Yeah. I think and I think as a um I think when we talk about it like that, um we start thinking about the consequences a bit more seriously and I and I don't right. think we uh, we talk about the consequences enough. I think I think it is like don't get me wrong. That person not being able to be a firefighter because they didn't they weren't able to pass the physical training test, like that's not nice for that person. They wanted to be a firefighter. Don't get like I have, you know, I feel for that person not being able to pursue that career path. And I think I think you can hold both of those things. Right. You can both you can say it's really not great for you that you can't be that fi- firefighter. But can we please just think about the consequences of you or maybe not you, but just the idea that people could get through that tr- um, that and not pass the test and then be a firefighter. If we think about those consequences, I mean, if we even well, got a bit personal, it could be your family member in the burning building, well, yeah. and and someone else well, who could who could have um, who didn't pass the test yeah. is the firefighter on duty. Yes, and uh, and uh, the thing is, like, yeah, we can try. Um, it's kind of the thing about like just giving medals to everyone and patting everyone on the back for their for their ability, even mm-hmm. if it's not um, if it's not a like good ability, is that there are consequences to that and we can't take those lightly i mean yeah. i would i'd love to and it's, it's an idealistic approach if you don't if you don't take those consequences seriously it's an idealistic approach yeah yeah man um it the, the, there was a joke about the soviet i'm not sure if it's a joke but there's a quote about the soviet union where they describe people as like stu- and it's the case in south africa as well you have this as well is where students pretend to learn and teachers pretend to teach it's like yeah, what do you think is going to happen in that kind of environment? Nothing. Nothing yeah. will happen. And that's essentially what you're describing. It's like firefighters pretend to study firefighting and fire instructors pretend to qualify them. And when a fire happens, no one knows what the fuck to do. Excuse me, I don't, don't, don't know if I swear in this. But, um, you know, yeah, man, I agree 100% with you. And, and, and so I think uh, I feel like I went off on a little bit of a tangent now with my gym metaphor, but I, I, what what what's, what started me on that uh, off, me off on that um, line of thought is that train of thought is that um, we were talking about individual thought, indiv- 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 the the sort of power of the individual. So I want to just bring like bring this back to that. Um, yeah, the the power of the individual, the power of the individual to to think for themselves to. To, to make change, to, to, to produce, to create, to contribute. It's so immense. And, and you know, we're so privileged now. Like, everyone can be an educator. Everyone can teach someone something online. And, like, so, and, and, and this goes for anyone. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber, a baker. Even if you're a mom, it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home dad. It doesn't matter if you're a, uh, a, 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 a floor sweeper. It's like, you have something to teach. You, if, you're, if, you, if you're a cleaner, you can make a tutorial about how to clean things seriously people will watch that and even if people don't it's like you've you've added you've contributed to the archive you've you've made a contribution you know i think of um i have the same i, I have this way of describing the internet i like to describe the internet as being 
like the 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 world's most elaborate uh, the world's most elaborate cave painting you know because there's something quite primal ab- about our understand about cave paintings mm. for human beings it's like we i feel like we get we get them on a level but like a fundamental level um and i think it has to do with the sense that on a on a we all each of us deep down responds on such a primal level to that instinct to simply make your mark and i think there's something so powerful about the idea of seeing something and then you know getting a little bit of like berry paint from berries and then sort of making a mark of like what you saw or you know taking your hand taking your hand and then saying you know like putting your hand on the wall i was here and in a way that's what that's what that's what your um that's what the internet has allowed us to do today and that's what the the power of the individual enables us to do is each and every individual to sort of make their mark on the this incredible cave painting that we call the internet um everyone just said like i was here this is what i saw this is what i learned and then future generations move into this cave which is the internet and they're like wow like this is what people saw this is what mm. people felt this is what people heard and understood and just like in the way we you know we look at these old cave paintings we look at um you know these guys shooting bows and arrows at buffalo and even though they're so primitive it's like oh they're so it's so meaningful and this is what our ancestors th- mm. uh, saw and thought and were feeling and experiencing. And now more than ever is an opportunity for every individual to be doing the same thing. Yes. But on a big, on yeah. a grander scale. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, I think what I'm, what I'm really trying to get at is like, it's like this constant battle to try and move away from consumerism. And again, I don't, no judgment around being a consumer. Like I said, I'm one of my, as well. It, but, but there is that it's like, how do we, how do we, cr- how do we go on adventures today in this modern world? How do we escape that, the, the drudgery of sort of, you know, buying things and just kind of like going to work. And well, it, well, there's the, you know, we, we can't explore the world anymore. Like that's, we've got satellites now, you know, so you can't really explore anymore in the, in the same way you could explore in the old days. Yeah. I mean, you can explore, but you, you know, it's not like you're discovering anything. Um, but, but the, something new that you can discover is something that you can create and contribute. Yeah. That's something unique that no one else has seen before. Exactly, and you haven't seen before either. Exactly, um, that's really beautiful. Exactly, man. And so, but the th- so the thing is, we in the physical world, we 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 we've kind of done a lot of the exploring, um, in the sense that we've we've sort of mapped it out. We've we 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 can see it now on Google Maps and whatever. But the world, the intellectual world, the the spiritual world, the emotional world, it's like that's a that's still uncharted territory, and there's so much adventuring to be done, and that's what I think individual. The, the power of the individual enables each person to sort of participate in is that a, that adventure um you know you don't have to be part of a group you don't have to accept what some group tells you to think you don't have to accept labels you can you can think that you can think what they think about that and you can think what other people think about this and you can and you can piece together that because and then you can and then you can suddenly say here's a new idea here's a here's a new way of looking at it um and you can say, I like from my perspective, it kind of looks like that. And you can you can recognize patterns that people haven't recognized before. And oh man, there's so much you can do. Yeah, um, there's so much potential and so, so much possibility. Yeah, so much possibility, man. Um, Greg, right. let's end it there, man. Cool. We, yeah. You and I could talk for hours and hours and hours. And I'm yeah, sure dude. I'm sure I'm gonna have you and back on the even, show, man. Yeah, but well, we uh, do we have to because we didn't even talk about my career or anything. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is these conversations are about. Uh, through conversation, finding unique insights. Do you mind? That, so that's, do you mind? Okay. Do yeah. you mind before we finish? Okay. Do you mind if we just? I just want to share one point about conversation. Go for it. Cool. Um, 
So yeah, me and Jamie have been, you know, we've met about a year ago and like I've just so enjoyed the conversations that we've had and 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 the reason I've enjoyed them is because is because conversation to me at least doesn't it's not some trivial decoration that I sort of just wear on my on this you know it's not some yeah, some trivial decoration. It's it's a it's a fundamental core part of the human experience and a really meaningful activity that that I engage in with with a sense of adventure every time I you know start one um i see it as a dra- i see each conversation almost like a dragon to be slayed not in a malicious way just in an exciting way like cool there's something going on here and i need to figure it out you know um and there's an adventure in in, in the in the in the challenge of listening to people as well and look i know i've done the majority of the talking here but i'm i'm the guest so i'm kind of taking advantage of that <laughs> that's what it's about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but okay what i wanted to say about conversation is this is that um, if 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 people have actually watched this far, if people if people are watching this um, or listening or listening to this, um, like first of all, kudos to you for listening all the way through. It's pretty impressive. That people it's a really listen. good point, man. Yeah. yeah, like kudos for you. Kudos to you. Um, but a point I wanted to make about conversation is that if you've if you've listened to if people have been listening to this and thought to themselves at any point, oh that sounds that sounds a bit dumb. Oh that doesn't sound right. Or that. Like, oh man, that's like maybe some people have cringed because mm. they're projecting their own insecurity onto me or you. Um, like that's, that's fine. That's the point of conversation. And that's something that I want to encourage people to try and wrap their heads around mm. is that conversation are, conversations are not meant to be scripted. They're not meant to be perfect. They're not meant to be devoid of embarrassment or foolishness. Sometimes the I think the greatest conversations are, are are very foolish because in the foolishness you sort of unpack like your ignorance and uh, and you realize how much you don't know and then there's a, a sort of this this wonderful um this wonderful uh w- when that when that when that gap of knowledge emerges it's filled by by people wanting to help you understand something mm. so for example i express an idea maybe it doesn't make sense to you or maybe you ask a question and whatever gaps in the knowledge that we experience we, we try our best to fill them so there's no such thing as a stupid question there's no such thing as there's no real such thing as foolishness in a way and you can sound foolish but i think what's more foolish is to s- in silence and pretend you know something when you don't or mm. pretend or be afraid to ask something or, or question something or discuss something so in in having these conversations with you and I know we're going to have so many more going forward. And my goal with Scrambled Greg, my goal with my ambition for your pod, my hope for your podcast is that it, it's not something that, you know, has a, has a uh, lifespan of a year or two years, but, you know, the, the, the lifespan of ourselves, it sort mm. of continues with us um, forevermore. And, <coughs> and yeah, the, 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 I think that the, the beauty of conversation is that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's, 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 it's an. I see it as an end in itself. I see it as a, like for me, a day. A, it's it's an activity which, like I don't have to achieve anything here with you. It's it's just it's like tennis. It's like, you know, sure there's a point system, to determine mm. a winner to of, some degree, of a yeah. game. But yeah. the real joy of tennis is just the back and forth. Mm. That's the that's what people came to see. That's what people come to see. Mm. Um, and even if there is a game and there are points and there's a winner and loser, we want to see another game and then another one. You don't want it to end. And in that sense, that's how conversation is. It's like, we just, we want to see it back and forth. Cool. Maybe you'll win a argument. Maybe I'll concede a point. Maybe uh, you'll um, um, destroy me or wipe the floor <laughs> with me or whatever, however people describe it. But, yeah. but, but again, people will want the return to the back and forth. Yeah. The, and, um, 
And I think if it, I, I, that's what I hope to encourage through my work is like an appreciation and understanding for that, for the art of conversation and conversation with a capital C, real, genuine, I'm willing to change if you make a good enough point conversation. Like I'm willing to alter the way that I see the world kind of conversation. Mm. Um, and like, I like this is a this is a good example of a context where it's appropriate to speak at great at great length or uh, to go to depths about uh, to go to great depths about an idea. Um, but yeah, it's challenging. In I think sometimes when you know, like I I've 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 even. Uh, even last night there were times when I would say things and I could see I could just sense that I was like um, I was uh, going a bit too deep I have a great sorry I have a great metaphor for this about going too deep and then maybe we can wrap up sorry dude talking your ear off yeah it's, it's pretty much up to you at this point when we end okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude I, I'm just gonna so like you know what uh, it's like it's like you know what I want to do is like I, yeah. after this we'll be so much closer to a really good podcast there's like so much stuff I just feel like I have to get out. Yeah. Anyways, so let me just. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the last point. That I'm like, okay. Well, can I just yeah? Have you can you lock that point down in your head? I just want to say something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just want to say I've really enjoyed that this conversation's kept going. Like yeah, you can't you can't contain you can't contain conversation. Yeah, I think man. like conversation is such a natural thing that happens between two people, yeah. and like I'm genuinely interested in what you have to say. I think uh, you know I like. Mm. I like the way your mind works. I like the mm. way you think through things. I like your curiosity. So yeah. why um, why would why would we want to cut that short? You know, why would we yeah. want to suppress this yeah, this um, this this free flowing thing that's happening? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, uh, and also the the beauty of uh, have you still locked down that point? I hope I haven't. Yeah, I've got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, you yeah, got, got it. it. Yeah. Uh, the the other beauty of it is uh, a longer conversation allows you to go to a deeper depth yeah, on dude. things you can't like yeah, you, you give true. yourself you provision yourself the opportunity to go deeper on stuff yeah. uh, and if and if someone's got something extra to add to a conversation that could be another l- level deeper and then yeah. the next person could take us deeper and going deeper and deeper is really where you find some some amazing stuff exactly yeah. and, uh, and and on top of that we, we we need to we need to operate you know, as Scramble Greg and Jamie and you with an abundance attitude, particularly when we're talking to each other. So mm. it should be, the attitude should be, look, like, it's not, like, if you had, if you had, um, um, you know, some really famous person sitting on the couch now, okay, you'd, you'd want to get, like, a really good, sort of effective uh, conversation going and you'd want something that you could, you know, that was um, kind of focused and, and that, I don't know, was marketable. Or But with me, it's like, I'm, I'm, I live up the road, so there's no, you know, we could we could talk for hours so th- so there's no there's no rush to like nail down exactly mm. you know um yeah man what was your point so um so i'm sure we've all had that this feeling uh that experience of being at a party or in a social uh, situation where um you say something and, and then someone's like whoa that's that's pretty deep mm or whoa, this conversation just got really deep, and it, I, 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 I have sympathy for those people because it, it is frustrating when you're in a light, frivolous, when you're, you know, um, experiencing a sort of light, frivolous occasion, and then, then there's this 
guy who's like, what's the point of this all? It's like, <laughs> oh God, you know, that can be a very frustrating. It um, can derail the moment. That can derail the rail. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I've caught myself. Like I've been that guy. Okay. And I don't, I, you I know, can't imagine how like, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. I'm sure, I'm sure you've been the victim of that. Um, but I try, I try not to do that um, because it's not nice for people. It's not nice when, and that's the, I think that's the that's the the curse of being like a philosophical person is knowing when and when to be philosophical. Right. Because <laughs> when you do it at the wrong time, you can really like mess yourself. It can like your social life can take it. Like why right. has no one like reached out to me in the last month? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yeah because i like chewed that ear off for three hours last time we saw each other <laughs> and like and we just met for coffee like for breakfast oh yeah <laughs> um that was supposed yeah. to be a half hour coffee catch-up and yeah it, yeah it was like it was a it was like a, a a meeting about you know my my i don't know my girlfriend wanted to talk to me about something and ended up talking about this random thing um but the 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 the, th- the example that I want the 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 again metaphor I think a metaphor so the metaphor that that I ca- came up with to 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 try and explain that that situation when someone's like whoa this is getting a bit too deep I, you know what it's like it's like imagine you say to someone hey you let meet me at the beach and you're expecting to like you you bring a beach bat and you bring a towel and your sunblock and your <laughs> you're like a nice little like uh, blanket to sit on and some fruit and maybe a beer and like some some water and oh it's gonna be such a nice day an umbrella and then you're sitting on the beach and you're and um and then you're you phone your friend like where are you and your friend's like oh like look like I'm, I'm, I'm 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 coming from the right side like i'm waving and then you turn and your friend is like kitted out in scuba gear Ooh. and they've got like two oxygen tanks flippers <laughs> they're like dragging some sort of you know um, submersible v- vehicle behind them or something they've like so kitted out and they they plonk all this shit in front of you you're like, like what are you doing it's like but you said we're gonna you said to meet you at the beach like like i thought we were gonna go diving it's like no man like i just want to sit on the we're sand we're just gonna lie tan. on the sand and look at the sea yeah and, and then it's like you so you you're like i thought we were gonna go underwater and that and that's and that's what ha- that's the kind of that that image for me encapsulates what happens when someone goes too deep in a conversation it's like they're rocking up to the beach in scuba gear and everyone else is like there's that uncomfortability Dude. yeah because yeah. they want to go they want to go too deep yeah like they want to go deep no, you know I, I got it man yeah. yeah and and the person on the beach is like dude i just want to chill on the surface man i just want to i just want to chill here and i and i mean maybe yeah. one day let's go scuba diving yeah i'm not yeah. against the it's idea like if we're gonna, no yeah. uh, it's like i'm nothing against yeah. scuba diving <laughs> but let's be clear about like if we're gonna go scuba diving let's be clear about the fact that we're going to scuba dive yeah like if we're gonna if we're gonna speak meaningfully about something let's be clear about but at the same time this is where it gets tricky this is where the metaphor kind of falls apart like scuba diving and conversation are the same thing so if you're going scuba diving you should warn someone that you're going to go scuba diving. Mm. but it's also nice to have coffee with someone plan to be together for half an hour and then take a dip and then check your watch and three hours have gone by that's also amazing yeah and that to me is when some of the best conversations take place is when you like least expect them. And so while at the same, while on one hand we want people to be able to be frivolous and light and joyful and kind of, you know, be happy, go lucky, whatever. Like we also want to, I think at least for me, I, 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 I want to be around people who are open and 
prepared to to be able to dip into those kinds of conversations. Agreed. I feel the same way. Um, so it's like, you know, bring a snorkel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you come, if, if I invite you to the beach, just bring a snorkel because I might rock up in my scuba gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then at least you can like, you can like, I'll go deep and yeah. you can just go like a little bit below the surface. You can just watch down from the, from yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to sit, yeah. Then you'll be able uh, to breathe. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to breathe. <laughs> Um, that's great yeah man dude, um, let's let's end it let's now. wrap it up dude that yeah I love, i've really chat, enjoyed dude. this conversation great. Yeah, thank man, you so much for joining me man and i've enjoyed how sort of you know i look forward to the next one i i, I really mm. feel like it's it's this is a process of just getting ideas out trying to f- like we're we're one conversation closer to the best conversation we've ever had of course <laughs> i love that every time yeah, every time dude thank you for joining us uh, if you have been watching this, uh, please share your favorite uh, insights or quotes in the comments section. If you've been listening, please tweet me at Jamie and you and share those insights and, and quotes. Uh, see you next time. And if you want to see, uh, sorry, if you want to see me, <laughs> yeah, scramble, check scramble out Greg. Check yeah. out Greg. Yeah, I've just so I've started a YouTube channel. It's called Scramble Greg, um, and yeah, just just YouTube Scramble Greg. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram, not as Scramble Greg. That's where you'll find me as a working as an artist, uh, animator. And you can find me um, at Gregory Bucker. That's B A K K E R. Like link, I think you'll put a link in the in the description. All links will be in the description. Go check out Greg. Seriously, I really like his stuff. Cool. Cheers, awesome. man. Thanks. Cheers, Jamie. That's this. This has been great, dude. Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Cool. Cheers, bro. Cheers, dude.